0: This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station.
1: Inside Story on BFM 89.9. Good evening. You are with Lee Chui Lin and Shamila Ganesan. Tonight, the soon-to-be-unveiled report cards for the federal and state governments.
2: So first, we'll be speaking with Trisha Yeo to get her take on the initiative. And then we want to hear from you. As always, let us know what grade would you give both
1: the federal and state government and what would make this whole report card initiative meaningful. That number to call is 7773 2900. Tweet us at BFM Radio and send us a voice note or WhatsApp at our U-Mobile number 18 789 This is Inside Story. It is 6.08. So, um, report cards. During the speech at the closing ceremony for the Madani government's one-year anniversary programme, the Prime Minister, Datuk Sri Anwar Ibrahim, said that the public uh, would soon be able to evaluate the performance of the federal and state governments through report cards from each state. Now, Slangor is going to be leading the way, the first state that will unveil its track record next month, and then the other states will follow in the months after. And the Prime Minister said that the purpose of this initiative was to increase Transparency and accountability when it comes to the implementation of policies, and of course, in theory, also enables Putrajaya to improve its performance through feedback from the public?
2: Well, firstly, at least on paper, I think this is a really good idea. Um, And the PM went on to say that the government wants to be able to make improvements that will benefit people from all backgrounds, um, you know, whether it comes to education or in terms of alleviating poverty, and that he wants the assessment to be done based on the government's performance, solely on facts and not on emotions, which I think um, points to actually the, pretty divisive situation the government finds itself in currently uh with not a you know his his uh, popularity ratings have dropped a lot of people have been pushing back in terms of well what exactly is this government what has it done so i think this is this will be an interesting initiative if it pans out the way he seems to say it will i also think that it's asking a lot
1: for people to not um, to have all the facts at hand in order to make this sort of yes. assessment and not to rely on feel, So it is going to be an interesting initiative. Um, so report cards on the federal and state government. We'd like to hear from you. What grade would you give the government? As always, you knew we, we had to ask. Um, but also, what would make this report card initiative meaningful and not just something that, you know, comes out, gets reported on and then goes away? That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. Send a voice note or WhatsApp zero. 18 and tweet us at BFM Radio. After this, we'll be speaking with uh, Dr. Trisha Yeo, CEO of Ideas. Keep it here, BFM
2: 89.9. Beyond Frivolous Matters, BFM 89.9, The Business Station.
1: It is 6.11 and you're listening to Inside Story with Lynn and Sharmila. We're talking about the report card initiative that the Prime Minister announced, saying that uh, soon the public will be able to evaluate the performance of both the federal and state government through report cards from each state. So we're going to see how Slangor does. That's going to be unveiled soon. But let us know. what, how would you grade the government? What letter grade would you give? And also, what would make this report card initiative actually meaningful for you and not just something that's being put out there? That number to call, 7773 2900. Send a voice note or WhatsApp, 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Speaking with us now, we have Dr. Trisha Yeo, the CEO of Ideas. Trisha, always good to have you with us.
0: Hi, thanks for having me again this evening. So firstly, what are your thoughts on um,
1: this move or this initiative to unveil these report cards?
0: So I think at the outset, um, measurements of performance and evaluations, that's always very good. Uh, I mean, like in every company, we do have this annual performance appraisal process. uh, We just completed ours at Ideas. And so if we do this for our individual staff uh, and also in the corporate sector, this is very commonplace. uh, Why should we not do the same, I suppose, for ministries um, at both the federal and, of course, the state governments themselves? um, At the outset, this is a good move. It's welcome. And I look forward to seeing uh, what the administration has in mind.
2: What can you tell us about how this is going to be implemented and what will be evaluated?
0: Yeah, so I think when you talk, when you think about um, performance evaluation and uh, especially with regards to government performance, it's essentially about how governments meet their promises to reform and to improve institutions or improvements to the law, and also how they achieve policy outcomes through spending. Um, Which means then that when the, the first thing I thought of when I saw this piece of news is it's a positive move, as I said. But we have to know what the government will be measured against, right? Like, so what is the baseline um, that we're looking at? Without that baseline, it's going to be really difficult to know um, whether the performance is good, not good. You know, is it on par? I mean, it's the same thing. As I said, if it goes back to the to your staff performance, you start off the year by setting your KPIs, and then at the end of the year, you see whether those KPIs have been met. Um, this is why when pH was in government the first round, actually the evaluations were actually quite simple to do because they had a a good manifesto, right? Um, Ideas was also undertaking this exercise in the form of a project called uh, Project Pantau, uh, where we were monitoring the manifesto and very, very easy to evaluate, like looking at all the different promises in each of the the reforms. So um, what we know is that uh, what Prime Minister Anwar Ibrahim has said is that all policies, programs and projects were going to be Um, I suppose, measured because he wants to check whether these were being implemented transparently. Um, And if you look at how they've done it for the Madani government, the one that we have seen uh, reported in the news, I'll just give an example, will be from the Ministry of Local Government uh, Development, so KPKT. Um, And there's a whole laundry list of like numbers of uh, what, what they've done, so, for example, you know three hundred and fifty one uh, sick and abandoned projects with a gross development value of you know thirty two point eight seven billion have been completed and restored. Uh, and you can go through the list, right? There's a lot of like numbers, a lot of um projects that have been done, a lot of activities, a lot of uh, amounts of monies and budgets that have been spent. But I think it goes back to what I said earlier, like what's the baseline here? Um, are we going to be measuring that against some kind of standard that the government had already set for itself? Um, are those standards like publicly available? Uh, what's the methodology that we're looking at? Um, and will this be done on an annual basis? Because then you can see year on year whether the perform- the performance has been achieved uh, exceedingly well or just uh, at that level or underachieving So I think deciding on what pillars and indicators the government wants to use, that's really important in the first place. Uh, It can be really broad and overarching, or it can be also simple. Uh, So I think at this point, we're not sure. But it sounds like if there's no methodology that's adopted, uh, I mean, honestly, the public doesn't really benefit from seeing just a laundry list of numbers and budgets and amounts that have been spent um, without us knowing in the first place, was this? the plan. Um, Was this what was intended? Uh, Have they underspent? Have they overspent? And actually, I have another point, which is that we also would like to see outcomes and not just the outputs. Like um, you can talk to us about what's been spent, what activities have been done, but what are the outcomes, right? And can the outcomes be measured? So is there any effect on the economy? So what are the economic indicators for having done X, Y, Z?
1: So, I, I have maybe a bit of a simple question, but the, the truth of it is, um, when it comes to grading the government, I think it's kind of, it's a complicated ask in some ways, because what they have in store, or if you look even like uh, at a document like the budget, right, it's so huge. For a lot of people, you don't necessarily have a good grasp on what what that might look like in terms of achievements. So, On the one hand, the people perhaps best placed to grade the government are people within government who are therefore working on the thing. Um, But on the other hand, does that make sense for the government to grade itself? And so, you know, this question of what a report card actually looks like and who's doing the grading, how do we square that away?
0: I think it's possible for the government to do its own report card if the baseline has been transparently published and ahead of time, which means that if the public would like to check whether the evaluations are accurate and fair. It can also do so by taking a sample of whatever's being evaluated and saying, like, oh, okay, you know, um, at first they said that they would do X and then at the end of that period, we see that that's the measure against which it's being evaluated. So I think that's fine. I think the key here is just transparency um, so that there can be accountability. So I'll give you an example. An example would be um, outcomes-based budgeting which the government does practice uh, to some extent, where outcomes are identified for each ministry and reported in the budget estimates. But I think at this point, insufficient scrutiny is applied uh, on whether these are the correctly targeted ones and whether they're effective or not. Um, The other example would be like the mid-year review, uh, which has been committed to as part of the Public Finance and Fiscal Responsibility Act, which has just been passed by Parliament, right? And this mid-year review is supposed to report the progress of budget implementation and outcomes, especially on key government policies and services. So these are very, very concrete um, items through which you can actually check whether or not these have been applied. Um, And they're they're a good start. So budgeting, reporting, budget reporting, I think I would imagine should be very much part of the report card and what is included in this evaluation process. Um, Of course, like if you want to talk about key pillars at the federal level, if you're talking about education, health and the economy, again, it can go back to this like very outcomes based approach. Um, At at the state level, of course, the state governments are only uh, in charge of very small policy matters, but even then, you could do that, right? So you could look at local government performance, which I think many people don't know about, um, and then looking at how the states themselves have managed natural resources such as land, forestry, and water.
2: So here's the thing, right? We're talking about getting the right, yeah, to evaluate these concepts. What does that mean? Look like? What are the mechanisms that should be used uh, to kind of distill down these things in a way that people can assess it?
0: Um, I think they're really great examples of monitoring and evaluation of any kind of government um, around the world. So you have, again, if I go back to budget tracking, um, there's even a country that allows very real time budget monitoring where you can see live on the website how much money is being spent and it's updated on a daily basis i mean that's like sophisticated uh beyond measure and i think i'm not sure whether we would ever you know want to be able to emulate that um but i think ultimately communication is key right so is there um a centralized place <laughs> excuse me that the public would be able to access um, transparently, um And in real time, and, you know, again, it goes back to not having just reporting on the activities which are meaningless, but let's ask the questions of what are the meaningful um, indicators that must be communicated well. Um, And uh, yeah, I I think the government also has to be careful in what it chooses to report.
1: So it's worth saying that the Prime Minister has asked us all to evaluate the government based on facts and not emotions. And this is, I think, in the first place, a tall ask regardless, but it's also coming at a time when there are very divided opinions around the Madani government, this administration. Do you think this will impact how people might rate the government's performance? Yes, um,
0: you know, the if you're... Talking about the rating that um, recently was published by Merdeka Centre, right? So that showed a decline in the the approval ratings of the current administration. Um, If you look at the concerns cited, the main cause of this rating drop was really to do with the economy, um, which may actually not be addressed by the report cuts. I mean, so this is why it's really tricky, right? Um, what exactly is it that's going to be put out? So if you're just going to say that, okay, X number of toilets were were repaired, uh, X number of drains and so on, um, ultimately, the report card has to address the concerns that people have. Uh, Concerns that people have are over, okay, what's the subsidy rationalization process going to look like? Are there new taxes? Um, Will the cash transfers be beneficial. Um, is there growth of the economy? So I think translating back into this outcome-based achievements that I've been talking about throughout this interview, it's about okay on year-on-year. On year, um, you know, have the economic plans and policies resulted in? Uh, yeah, improved, in- improved um, wages, uh, improved. Um, improved salaries, improved, you know, uh, uh, yeah, basically household incomes. All these are economic indicators. Are the indicators themselves um, useful as a way to look at at government uh, report card? And I think generally, ultimately, it's also only useful if the public believes that this is not just a sugar-coated exercise, um, some of the questions that we had earlier, um, who is conducting the evaluation? Are there publicly available data sets um, and the methodology as well for all to see? Is it based on a robust uh, methodology? And, you know, I think looking at Malaysia, the institutional framework is there. Uh, we know that, but the, the filtering hasn't really taken place so that the public is able to see the connections between what matters to us and what moves the needle. So I I do believe this initiative has the potential um, if governments tell us what they've committed to in the first place, um, announcing the initiatives that they have done based on that particular baseline, um, then I think this could be a useful exercise. But yeah, one again has to caution against it being uh just a free for all listing which would be very quickly just um passed off as as a pr exercise i think that's just something to to state in order that we don't make that mistake
2: so you mentioned moving the needle um and a report card of course needs to result in something what would meaningful use of the feedback from this report card look like
0: Ultimately, if the report card is used to um, push for better recommendations for improvements so that you can see where the performance has fallen short and therefore you know that these are the states and these are the ministries that need to buck up, for example. Uh, it will also be useful to see where areas of um, of, of, you know, over-exceedingly well-performing ministries are doing well and then to identify what went right and how do we replicate these kinds of successes over the long term because we also want to reward uh, successful outcomes, right? Um, I mean, I just want to give an example because we at Ideas have developed our own methodology of evaluating the budget transparency of all state governments in Malaysia um, so it's really interesting because then for the first time, you can see and compare state to state how, they, how they're how they doing with regards to uh, how much of the budget information they publish on their websites. And we've put it out available for public display. And we're going to do this, um, I think, once in two years now. And Trungano comes up tops, um, not Penang, unfortunately. Second, I think, in line is Selangor. And so, yeah, this gives you an opportunity to see, we already know what the baseline is, and then you see where they will improve from here. And it has scores for different pillars. So the scores tell you, okay, not to uh, chide you in particular manner, but at least to say, this is where you can improve, Um, improve yourselves in, say, you know, number one, public participation. Uh, number two, having a mid-year review. Number three, having a pre-budget statement. So these are practices that the government, the federal government, has started to incorporate. Um, this is where you know the evaluations are most useful, where it can lead to improved policy recommendations um, and to look at why successes have taken place.
1: And specifically, how do you see this shaping um, the way people think about trust and transparency when it comes to the government?
0: Um, I mean, we're all always an advocate for transparency. Uh, we do believe that the more transparency, the better, and the more accountability would lead to greater restoration of trust in institutions and government. Um, I think restoring public trust in institutions is really crucial to ensuring the stability of any country, um, the stability of our political situation, as well as our economy. Um, Unfortunately, because of events over the last few years, we know that trust in public institutions is really quite low. Um, I mean, of course, hopefully with the current political stability that the Madani administration has managed to achieve, um, this would allow for more trust in institutions. But just because it's been very recent that all these developments have taken root, um, yeah, I mean, you're talking about two to three years of instability leading to such erosion of trust. It will take a long time to build it up. But as far as... um, using the report card to restore trust, I think this is a good move. Um, It may be met with some skepticism if those questions that I asked earlier are not uh, answered in the right manner. So whatever method that's taken by the government, uh, I do hope that it does eventually lead to greater trust um, in institutions, making sure that, yeah, number one, again, I'm just repeating myself again, but Making sure the method methodology is sound, making sure the baseline is there, making sure that what we're reporting on are really not just um, banal numbers that are meaningless and have no context. So tell us what is going, the, what the evaluation is is being based on, um, what the outcomes are because of those activities, and and hopefully this is also done on a regular annual basis, so that we can track it year on year.
1: Trisha, thank you so much for speaking with us. Thank you. That was Dr. Trisha Yeo, the CEO of Ideas, talking about the government's report card initiative. And we're asking you for your thoughts on that. Uh, What would make this report card meaningful to you? What grade would you give uh, the federal or state government? You can call us, you can send us a voice note or WhatsApp, and of course, tweet us at BFM Radio
2: bold fearless malaysians BFM 89.9 the business station
1: it is 6:38 and you're listening to inside story with Lynn and Sharmila and today uh, on inside story, we are talking about report cards. Um, This is coming after the Prime Minister has announced that uh, the public will soon be able to evaluate the performance of the federal and state governments through report cards from each state. Uh, So Selangor is going to be the first one that will unveil its track record, after which uh, the other states will soon follow. So we'd like to hear from you Mm, it's a mixed bag today. We want to know what grade would you give both the federal and state government and also what would make this whole report card thing actually meaningful to you because the truth is it can be very meaningful. It can also be just another announcement that comes and goes and that nobody really understands or cares about. So what would make it better? That number to call 7773 Send a voice note or WhatsApp 18 789 Tweet us at BFM Radio Let's start with a voice note that came in from Ganapati.
2: Um, Hello I'm no expert in this issue but I'm just thinking again uh, based on what I understand correctly how far different is this going to be from AGC report? Okay, Attorney General, I've said many things that, you know, the misuse of the money, missing uh, cash and everything. But do we have a carrot and stick system where we're rewarding all the employees for a good performance by giving bonus and everything? But do we punish them for mishandling the management, the money? Uh, Just as my thought. Thanks.
1: Ganapati, thanks for that. So, uh, I think that a few good points there. One main thing though that's worth considering is that maybe the AGC's report and the government's the ministry report cards have overlaps but are also distinct because um they I don't know if we necessarily need something as granular about spend and um spend and wastage and things like that. In the report card, because that's what the report—that's uh, what the AGC's report is for. So, I—I I think that there is some overlap, um, but they are also slightly different.
2: Yes, because I think the the AGC's report is is meant to be about. Um um, exactly, those things you pointed out, right? Transparency, that mismanagement or management of money and, and funds and so on. Whereas this is actually more a performance report. Um, actually, Trisha's, uh, our guest, Dr. Trisha Yo's example earlier of it being uh, the kind of thing that most companies would do anyway a year end performance report benchmarked against KPIs that had been set. I think that's a more useful mm, model to think about this. And I think though that some of the things you brought up, what do we mean when we say good performance? Um, what does it mean? Uh, what is what is the carrot and the stick within the system that has enabled the performance? All of those things are valid things to talk about. In but theory, I think it,
1: in theory, the feedback is supposed to be a
2: stick, right? yes, or a carrot, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, because if your ministry or your state government did well, then that would should be apparent from the report. And vice uh, the the, the contrast will also be true. If you didn't do well, the report
1: should show that. The point about enforcement, though, is a valid one. I don't necessarily think it's for the report card conversation, but it is something that we can revisit I think the next time it is that we do take a look at something like the AG's report. Um, We also have, let's see, this from, just to close things off on this side, Nini, who says, maybe the Rakyat should benchmark the current government against previous administrations. Now, I I think that this is uh, exactly what our guest Trisha Yeo was trying to get at earlier, which is that realistically, the only benchmarks that we can and should be using are benchmarks that the government has set for itself. However, um, when it hasn't made those clear, when there's no clear manifesto, when there's nothing that's crystal crystalline in terms of what the people can look at and go, okay, this is what I'm doing, then this is what happens, that you're not sure what benchmarks you're supposed to be using.
2: Yeah, because I mean, in the end, is it going to be an online form where it's uh, rate us from one to five? How good has public transport been this year? Um, how clean are the roads in your area? There's some use to that, maybe, but I'm not sure that there's enough granular data there to take away or even uh, a sense of what was aimed for and was that achieved? So, I I think that it's. Uh...
1: I think that it is very difficult, actually, because I'm also not certain that when we say report card, that it's going to be based on our feedback. Actually, what it sounds like is that they've already done the report card, and that we get to assess the report card, which is which is a strange thing, right? Because um, it raises that question of the mechanism even further. Because does it mean that it's going to be something like we rate the. Trunganu government and A and now it's for the people of Malaysia or Trunganu to see whether we agree with that or not and and I think that whole system is a little bit odd
2: no and and then of course it doesn't quite jive with the PM saying we want you to rate us based on our performance not based on um, your emotions but when is this rating going to be done who is doing the rating and how Keep those thoughts coming. We'd like to hear from you. How would you grade the government?
1: Because, well, I mean, it's a perennial question. It's a good year-end question. But also, they are going to be putting out their report cards soon, which means that we are going to get a sense of how they feel they've done. Um, Let us know. What grade would you give both the federal and state government? And what would make this report card initiative actually meaningful? How would you like to see it acted upon? That number to call is 7773 2900. You can send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. You can also tweet us at BFM Radio.
2: Before Friday materialises. BFM 89.9.
1: BFM 89.9, it's coming up to 6.50. And that was Scorpion with, uh, Scorpions with Send Me an Angel. You're listening to Inside Story with Lynn and Sharmila. And we're talking today about a report card initiative that the government has announced they're going to do. Um, essentially, that they're going to be releasing the performance of the federal and state governments through report cards from each state. And the public will then be able to evaluate um. Basically, how well the government's done, so we're asking you for your thoughts on this. Uh, do you think that it's a meaningful initiative, and what would make this report card basically mean more work better in your opinion? That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred send a voice note or whatsapp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at bfm radio so we have um, Equanimity, who says, with this report card system, will there be ministers who will be punished to stand on chair in parliament for not doing their duties? <laughs>
2: I think we might be taking the report card a little too literally. Um, I didn't even want that to happen in school, to be fair.
1: No, so I I read this partly because I think that it highlights um, maybe how we all think about report cards, but it also highlights a desire that a lot of people feel for something to happen because we had um, an earlier message that was also about punitive, um, punitive measures. In other words, what goes on. So if we do have something like this, then how will people actually be well punished is a strong word but how will how will a lack
2: of performance be graded you know this also speaks to the fact that we're not we're just not used to having this sort of performance based system right because even the Uh, Even the idea of uh, a manifesto, which Trisha referred to um, in terms of PH having a manifesto, and uh, perhaps that was what, you know, at least during the the full Pakatan government, that was one way to assess their achievements. I mean, we still haven't even come to a point where having a manifesto is something every party that's running does Mm. or that is even expected to do. Um, It's now done because there's been this sort of um, groundswell of people Calling for it, but it's by no means an expectation. Um, And I think that this kind of so I feel this is progress. I feel it's progress that we have a government in place that at least wants to do something like this. Um, I do think, though, that it will do, it'll require quite a bit more communication and work to get people on board because, at least from the messages that are coming in, I'm seeing a fair amount of cynicism.
1: Well, I would actually go on to say um, that do we want people to get fired or, or do we want people to stand on their chair and, you know, get punished in this way? Is is that really the ultimate aim? Because I understand that from a very simplistic perspective that, of course, it is. That, um, you know, if you think about somebody as an underperformer, then you want that underperformer to, to have something happen to them. Um, but if we're going to draw that extension back to the company comparison, which is what uh, our guest, Trisha Yeo, started with earlier, then I think it's worth saying, what room is there to give grace for people to uh, change or to improve? Is that where the public feedback comes in? Because if we're always being for blood, if our starting point is saying that um, they should be fired, and in fact, they should be fired after three months, they should be fired after six months, if we're always looking at it from that perspective, and I think um, it's perhaps why we keep seeing these rumours about a cabinet reshuffle, you know, pick up steam so quickly. But if we're always starting from the basis of get rid of them, I don't know then whether the report card will always be a defensive move rather than um, an avenue to actually highlight what could be
2: done better, which it should be. Well, I'm a big fan, I've said this before, of the government functioning like a corporation to a certain extent, right? Um, And I think these are some of the lessons we could take. I mean, along with the conversation about having more technocrats in government, not necessarily only career politicians, I think this idea, what does performance look like? What do we mean? What, um, you know, to have clear, not just um, benchmarks, but also milestones, timelines in place, and maybe make those transparent. I think all of those will go quite a long way. So we are
1: asking you today, it's a pretty simple question. Um, Basically, this whole report card idea, does it have meaning for you? Because... It was something that was announced as part of the Madani one-year anniversary that soon each state will be unveiling a report card, which will then allow people to actually take a look and say, oh, I agree with this, I don't. Um, So is this something that's meaningful to you? If it isn't, what would actually make it more impactful? That number to call is 7773 2900. You can send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. You can also tweet us at BFM Radio.
2: Boley for Malaysia. Ha. BFM 89.9 The Business Station.
1: It is 7.08 and you are listening to Inside Story with Lynn and Sharmila. And uh, we are talking today about a report card for the government. And uh, this is something that they are doing, uh, just just to be clear. It's something that they are actually going to be putting in place. And um, they will be releasing it state by state with Slango starting things off first and foremost. And then other states following soon. So uh, we'd like to hear from you. Do you think this is a meaningful initiative? And if not, what would make it more impactful, more meaningful? That number to call, double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or um, WhatsApp, 18 and tweet us at BFM Radio.
2: Bluff free medium, BFM 89.9. Uh, we do have messages. So, TADJ says... It's best practice to have a report card. allow those who would like to scrutinize it to do uh, just, but it feels superficial. The first mode of assessment is sentiment, and many would judge the effectiveness of the government based on how they feel, i.e. cost of living. And, you know, TIDJ, you bring up a really good point because... um, the, the Prime Minister did say people should assess the performance based on performance, not based on emotion. But I'm a little sceptical about whether that's actually possible because a, a number of things, right? Firstly, if you're not already giving people existing benchmarks that they're supposed to be looking towards, then naturally it's going to be based on the Closest memory they have of, let's say, what the last year has been like. What have I been struggling with on a personal level? Um, have I been spending more on my day-to-day expenses? And it is very difficult to remove emotion from stuff like that.
1: Well, actually, I would go so far as to say that um, it's not, in fact, um it's not, in fact, a fair ask. Uh, I, I'm not sure that for most people, this is mm. something that, that you can reasonably expect one to do. Partly because um, I think that I'm not sure how much time um, we all collectively spend on thinking about how well the government is doing. Um, in fact, when the government does well, it's frequently just a, okay, cool. And it's only when they aren't doing well that you notice. Um, and, and so the the whole point about... Recency bias, or um, about sentiment, about cost of living, about these things being the the key factors. I think that's just kind of a, a given. And I well, I understand the impulse to say, hey, don't get too emotional. You know, take a close look at how well you actually think we've done. I completely get that impulse. I don't know um, if it is actually a a reasonable ask. Um, meanwhile, we have Ku who is really um, I think asking a a very relevant question in the first place, was there any KPI set for the ministers to work on? And I think this is the point that we keep returning to time and time again, that unless it needed to be stated at the outset, because the problem now is even if you do say, actually, this was always the goal, you know, it just wasn't communicated, but it was the goal and we met it and and it's done very well. um, It's difficult for it not to be seen in that light of, a retroactive
2: grade. Yeah. You know, cool, I would hope that the KPIs were set, I really would. Um, but we don't know, right? And actually that is the problem with this. I mean, um it's all well and good if internally there were KPIs and and people had and, and people knew what they were supposed to be aspiring towards, but in asking the raya right, yeah, to grade that performance, we need to know what those KPIs are as well. Um, I, I feel the need to be quite clear
1: on this. I don't think that we are being asked to grade the performance, actually, because what they've said is that they're
2: releasing report cards and we are going to be able to evaluate their performance. Sorry, e- yes, so evaluate yeah. the performance. But then what was that performance? What was that report card based on Yes, yes, needs to be made clear to us?
1: Yes, because um, and if it... And even if it is stated now, um, like I said, the, the whole retroactive nature of it is difficult because um, I, I guess what we're getting at is it's difficult this time round. That perhaps uh, what needs to be put in place for the future is very clear um, Very clear communication and that it should be something that we carry through consistently year on year. So, okay, fine, this is the first one and there was no manifesto. There wasn't necessarily, or maybe we're going to be graded on, they're going to be graded on the Malaysia plan. I don't know. See, we're just just throwing ideas out there, right? But for future report cards, assuming that this is something that they continue to do, that should be stated clearer um, and sooner.
2: I like this from Liana, who says, These incoming report cards sound like they're trying to be self-aware, but will there be accountability for getting C-minus grades? I don't mind if these low-graded states release a video saying they'll improve their performance for next year, rather than punishing them. Side note, listening to everyone's response on this made me think of Rotten Tomatoes. We should have one of our own. Should we call it Chikuburo? Liana, If nothing else, I feel like the chiku Chikuburo meter is something I really want to see. It should be how we grade our government, at least one of the metrics.
1: Yes, uh, I I love that. I think that, I mean, if if nothing else, just
2: what is it though? Rotten tomato certified fresh, what would that be? Same lah, Chiku also needs to be fresh or rotten. I mean, nobody wants a rotten Chiku.
1: Yes. Um, no. Well, I mean, <laughs> nobody wants a rotten chiku. Uh, that there, there can also be like the question of how close to overripe. Uh, I, I like the, I like the metrics. We can yes. go a number of ways, but I think the trying to be self aware is is a really good observation. Partly because, actually. This is what everybody wants, right? You you want a certain degree of self-awareness, especially if you are the person who is grading yourself. Um, then people need to be able to tell that you've actually thought about it and that you understand
2: how it comes across. Well, Madi is saying report card feedback should be based on analysis. What is the benchmark? What is the purpose? What will be the outcome based on the feedback?
1: Yes, Um I mean, I think that this very much echoes what uh, we've all been saying as well as what our guest Trisha Yeo said earlier as well. Meezy has a point about about what ministers should do, saying um, in Japan, bad ministers voluntarily resign when performances are poor. Why can't we do the same? It's called accountability. Should they improve and it can be seen by the voters, they get another chance. If we have to show performance to keep our jobs, so should the ministers. After all, what sauce for the goose should be sauce for the gander? Meritocracy should be the rule of the day. So I think that... um, Mizi, I agree with you up to a point. I think where we perhaps um, are divided or or where there's a little bit of a dissonance is when we talk about resignation or firing or whatever it might be, at what point? When does one get assessed? So if we're talking about a year-end report card and that's where we appear to be headed, then okay. Um, maybe that's where we are. But I think that with in our culture, it's uh, every month, every quarter kind of cry, you know, so it's worth looking at when exactly it is. Again, we are having this conversation against the backdrop of the cabinet reshuffle. And Um, The Prime Minister has at various times said various things. So he initially had said that it wasn't going to be happening this year, partly because you can't grade people on just a year's performance. Um, Now there's, uh, well, we don't know whether it will be announced tomorrow or not. But I think by that measure, by the fact that the report cards are coming out soon, um, by the fact that there might be a reshuffle, perhaps we are looking at that one-year benchmark.
2: Yeah, because how many rotten chikus in a row do you have to get before you need to resign? Correct, correct. Right? So yeah. I, I'm not saying no accountability. I'm, I'm mm.
1: absolutely not saying that. I am talking about, I am talking about when we make those calls.
2: Well, I also think it's worth keeping in mind that our ministries or our state governments don't function solely on the minister alone, and we've often heard this from uh, new governments that come in. I mean, in the last few years, we've had many, um, and and they often talk about how one of the biggest challenges is actually inheriting a system from the previous government and having problems in terms of getting things done. So I'm not letting ministers or, or deputy ministers off the hook. I think they need to be held accountable. But I think we also need to have some consideration for what is feasible within one year, what is feasible for newly appointed governments, newly appointed um political um, political positions and how much change they can affect. So I do think that, yes, people shouldn't hold portfolios if they're consistently not performing, but how long a grace period we give them is also maybe worth thinking about. Uh-
1: just to close off, we have Philip who says, report card is one thing. What happens after the report is important. So uh, back to Meezy's point, uh, look at our AG's report year in, year out, same thing, but no action. Now, I, I think that the key thing for me here, what, what I'm thinking is, the Prime Minister has made a big deal about this. He's come out to tell everybody that it's coming, um, you know, to anticipate it. It's getting dropped, so to speak, every month. And so I'm wondering whether with the attention that is soon to be focused on this, that perhaps um, there uh, there may be some form of accountability because he's saying that it's partly a step in that direction. So I'm hoping the fact that, such a big deal is being made out of it means that it's more likely that this whole no action nothing goes on um no reaction that that will be a thing of the
2: past i mean i would hope so it it, it is one it is one reason why announcing this would be helpful right i we've not seen this happen before so i'm hesitant to be too negative about it as an initiative I, As I said right at the beginning, I think on paper, this is a really good way to um, have some kind of a benchmark that we can refer back to every year or every quarter, whatever we choose to do. Um, But I agree that seeing that acting upon it is important. So let us know what you think. Um, What do you make of this
1: whole report card initiative? What would make it more meaningful for you? That number to call is 7773 You can send a voice note or WhatsApp, 18 789 You can also
0: tweet us at BFM Radio. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.